The following message is from the audio ministry of Coastal Community Church. We trust you'll find it helpful and encouraging. Now, here's Pastor Chris Rollins. Today we have a special treat. A good, good friend of mine, Marvin Thomas, is going to bring our message today. So I get a little break, which is awesome. You get yeah. to hear somebody else, which is awesome. And I was thinking today, like, because normally, I'll be honest with you, I, 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 I can't sing at all, but I just love to sing out. Yeah. And after three services, sometimes I've kind of learned that I have to tone that down just a little bit because by the third service, I'm spent. So today, I'm like, wow, ah, it's great. <laughs> So I don't care. I lose my voice. I don't care. Um, we've had a great weekend together. If you don't know this, we had our first annual uh, marriage retreat, marriage conference this weekend, and Marvin and Sharon Thomas came and uh, and did that for us, and they did a phenomenal job. If you're here today, would you uh, recognize that if you were at the marriage retreat? They did a great job, didn't they? Awesome. Woo! We had like about 80, 80 folks there at the marriage retreat, and uh, it just it went so, so well. We're, uh, and I know we're going to see the fruit from the conference for, for years to come in people's marriages and people's lives. And uh, Marvin and Sharon, they're part of a ministry called Established Footsteps. Uh, it's kind of a threefold uh, ministry, that, an umbrella that oversees uh, several different ministries. But at this time, Coastal, do me a favor, give a round Coastal welcome to Marvin Thomas as he brings the Word of God. Thank you all. What we're going to talk about today, every one of us struggles with. Every one of us in here struggles with what we're talking about today. There's not a person in here today who honestly will be able to say, I don't struggle with this topic that we're talking about, okay? So, and there's one thing to struggle, and there's one thing to give in. So I want to applaud you for struggling. The struggle is a good thing. The quitting and the giving in is a bad thing. So if you're struggling with what we're talking about today, and you are, welcome to the world, and let's keep struggling. Because we're never going to be on top of this thing looking down. As long as you've got a pulse, you're going to struggle with some of this, okay? So the question is, how will I struggle? Will I struggle in a way that I can have victories along the way? Or will I struggle in a way that I'm just going to be beat up again and again and again? Now, I've been beat up before. All right? How many of you guys have ever been beat up before? Anybody? All right? It is not fun. Right? It is not fun to be beat up. It's not fun to get a black eye. It's not fun to have bruises on your body. It's not fun. So... Let's not choose to get beat up. Let's choose to have a victory over this thing. All right? And the way we're going to do it is we're going to do things biblically. So let's look and see what God's word has to say about the topic that we're talking about today. And then, then let's just grow from it. Let's choose to grow from it. Okay? Today we're talking about lust. And I made an acrostic for it. And some of you guys may be acrostic people to help you to remember something. And some of you may not be. But for those of us who are, an acrostic for lust is lingering under Satan's temptation. Okay? Lingering under Satan's temptation. All of us are going to be tempted. 
Jesus was tempted, right? The Bible tells us that Jesus was tempted. After he was baptized, right, he got up, he went into the wilderness. And I'm going to tell you, there's something right there. We don't need to be going into the wilderness. Bad things happen in the wilderness, okay? Jesus went to the wilderness 40 days without food. That's a bad thing, right? All right, so, and then what happened? He was weak, and the tempter came. And when does the tempter come in our lives? Most of the time, when we're weak, right? Because we've gone without food. Some spiritual food, maybe, or maybe even just some regular food. We need to be, make sure that we're taking care of ourselves. Where Jesus is in the wilderness, and Satan comes, and he starts to tempt Jesus. Everybody's going to be tempted. If Jesus was tempted, we're all going to be tempted. But how did Jesus respond to every temptation? Anybody know? With Scripture. Absolutely. He responded with Scripture. Now, there may have been some other things that Satan said, I mean, that Jesus said too. But we know for a fact, because it's recorded in Scripture, that Jesus responded with Scripture. Now, how could Jesus respond with Scripture? He responded because he had stored it in his heart and in his mind. Yes, Jesus is God. So that, all that stuff may have already been there. But he lived it out here. And it's a great example for us. How do we and how should we respond when we're being tempted? We need to respond by Scripture. And the way that we respond by Scripture is that we need to have Scripture. We need to be carrying it here and here and here and here. I, I, I want to I throw out something for you. I, I did not develop this app, and I'm not getting any money from this app, okay? Nothing comes to me from this. But there's an app called Fighter Versus, F-I-G-H-T-E-R-S, Versus. It's $2.99. You download that app. And Fighter Verses is a way to help us to memorize Scripture, all right? I've got it, and I go through every week, and I get a new memory verse. Now, every week may be a stretch for some of us, okay? You may say, I have never memorized Scripture, or I don't memorize Scripture often, or I have a hard time memorizing things, okay? I want you to hold up the mirror, all right? This is a mirror. Everybody hold up the mirror and look at it. All right, everybody's doing that? You're not, okay? Look at, look at the mirror. Point at the mirror and say, you're a liar, all right? You're a liar if you say, I can't memorize. Every one of us in here can memorize. All of us can memorize, all right? On three, I want you to say your name. You ready? One, two, three. Wow! Nobody pulled out a sheet of paper and went, Marvin, Marvin, that's right. I keep forgetting that name. You've remembered that, right? Most of us got here without a GPS today, most of us. Most of us know where the grocery store is. Most of us know, you know, the, the places that you go a lot. I really don't know many phone numbers. I don't. I don't, know my, I don't know my children's phone number. But I know where to find them on my phone. They're in my favorites, Right? I've memorized that much. So we can all memorize. So if memorizing is a new thing to you, memorizing scripture is a new thing to you, fighter verses is a great place to start. You have little quizzes you can take on there. It really helps you out with something. I use it 
And so I just encourage you, that's, that's one way to memorize scripture. Our ministry is called Established Footsteps. And part of that is that Sharon, she oversees this thing. And it's, it's a threefold thing. And it's uh, ministering to ladies. It's ministering to people in dark places that we call living light. You know, uh, strip clubs and, and jails and, 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 and parents of people who are struggling with that. And, and I minister with, with the men. And I do ministry locally, and I also take guys on mission trips to, to Haiti. So if you're interested in doing a mission trip, absolutely love for you to come and, and work with us in Haiti. I know that you guys have already given the money to, uh, to, to, to build a well in Haiti. And I applaud you for that. That is absolutely amazing. Now, if you've never traveled to a third world country, you don't know what you just clapped for. But if you have traveled to a third world country, you're like, we have just saved people's lives, okay? You just changed people's lives. Uh, one of the things that we're doing is uh, there, there's an online Bible study, and uh, it's called The Wonders of the Cross. We would love for you, you know, to go online, check that out, establishfootsteps.com, look for uh, The Wonders of the Cross, guys, girls, study that. Uh, you, you're going to love that. But Scripture is so important. So we're going to look at Scripture right now, and we're going to see what Scripture tells us about how we can overcome this thing of lust. Because you can. You can. All right? You can overcome this. You have struggled with it, and you will struggle with it for the rest of your life. It's not just a, a, a sexual thing. But we lust over things, too. We can lust over vehicles. We can lust over prestige. We can lust over a house. You can lust over relationships. Not, not a boy-girl relationship, but you just, you wish that you had the friendships that somebody else had. Now, there's nothing wrong with ambition. There's nothing wrong with wanting to do better. There's nothing wrong with setting goals to strive higher. But the bad thing is, when we say, I want what you have, okay? I want what you have, and I'm going to take what you have. I'm going to plan what I can do to acquire you or your stuff for my glory, for me, because I care about me, not about you. Okay, so let's, let's read. Here we go. In Proverbs chapter 6, verses 20 to 29. Oh, man, I love this scripture. Don't you love God's word? How many of you guys love God's word? How many times when you're reading it, do you say, I love this part? And then all of a sudden you read something else, you go, oh, man, I love this part. Oh, man, I love this part. I, I really do. I love this part. This is really good. Um, Proverbs chapter 6. Starting at verse 20. My son, or you can say daughter. My son, keep your father's commands and do not forsake your mother's teaching. Bind them upon your heart forever. Fasten them around your neck. When you walk, they will guide you. When you sleep, they will watch over you. When you awake, they will speak to you. For these commands are a lamp. This teaching is a light. And the corrections of discipline are the way of life. Keeping you from the immoral woman. From the smooth tongue of the wayward wife. 
Do not lust in your heart after her or let her captivate you with her eyes. For the prostitute reduces you to a loaf of bread and the adulteress preys upon your very life. Can a man scoop fire into his lap without his clothes being burned? Can a man walk on hot coals without his feet being scorched? So is he who sleeps with another man's wife. No one who touches her will go unpunished. So we're going to look at this subject of lust and we're going to go, we're going to, we're going to analyze what it is. We're going to recognize it when it comes across to us. And then we're going to, we're going to strategize. What can we do? What can we do to be able to have some victory over this? Again, the struggle is good. The struggle is honest, but let's see what it is. What is lust? It's lingering under Satan's temptation. Nothing wrong with acknowledging that a man is a good-looking man or a lady is a good-looking lady. Nothing wrong with that. Even if you're a married man or a married woman, there's nothing wrong with saying that, okay? Uh, If you're a single guy or you're a single girl, there's nothing wrong with saying that's a good-looking guy, that's a good-looking girl. Uh, God, thank you for creativity. Thank you for creating people in your image. Thank you. The problem is... When we say, God, that's a good-looking lady, and God, that is a good-looking lady. Same words. Whole different demeanor when I'm saying that. Okay? God, that is a good-looking car. And God, that is a good-looking car. Right? Right? It's, it's different. Say, God, that's a beautiful home. God, that is a beautiful home. Okay? So how is God's word going to teach us how we can get through, how we can minister to ourselves to get out of this trap of lust? So we're recognizing it. We identify it. We recognize that this is sin. And how do we recognize it as sin? When I'm concerned about me. Okay? When I'm concerned about me. I want something for my glory. I want someone for my entertainment. I want something because it's going to make me feel more important. Okay, when I am the center of the reason that I want something, there should be an alert going on. Okay, Holy Spirit is saying something to you. Hey, something's wrong here. Something's amiss. When we start to to linger under this temptation that Satan's throwing our way. Sharon and I, we are big movie fans. Okay, we go to the theater about once a year, right? I mean, whoo, we are big movie fans, all right? And now part of that is because I'm super cheap. But there's another part that there's a lot of stuff in the movies that we just don't need to see. Even PG movies today are showing stuff, right? That you're like, wow. And we're paying money to go allow Satan 
to tempt us. I am not anti-movies. I am not. I'm just saying we need to prepare ourselves when we're going places, okay? When you turn on the TV, when you're reading a book, looking at a magazine, going to the beach, driving down the street, wherever you are, you need to be prepared to say, God, I'm going to make sure that I keep my focus on you. And the way that we can do that is by memorizing the scripture and looking at it, okay? And keeping it in our heart. So, my son, keep your father's commands and do not forsake your mother's teaching. Now, this teaching is saying, if you grew up in a Christian home, your mom and dad hopefully gave you some good godly counsel. If they did, do not lose it. Don't let it go away. Now, if you did not grow up in a Christian home, I did not grow up in a Christian home. My mom and dad didn't give me this type of counsel. My mom and dad weren't vampires. I mean, they weren't bad people. They just didn't know the Lord. But if you grew up in a home and you got godly counsel, hold on to it. Bind it on your heart forever. Fasten it around your neck. All right, there's a couple of things here, okay? When you walk, they'll guide you. When you sleep, they'll watch over you. And when you awake, they will speak to you. Okay, so following God's word, three phases of the day. When you walk, when you sleep, when you awake. Now, this walking part is in between. In between the focus parts. Going from work to home. The in-between, if we're, if we're allowing God's word to minister to us, if we've memorized it in our hearts, in our, in our hearts and our minds, his word is going to guide us, it's going to protect us when we go from school to home or we're going from practice to wherever you got to go. The in-between times, that idle time. Now, there's an expression that idle hands are the devil's workshop the bible doesn't say that but a lot of times in our idleness that's when we're more susceptible to giving in to temptation okay so there is nothing wrong with downtime downtime is good and it is right we have got to make sure that we take care of the temple and part of that taken care of it's having some downtime. But what we've got to do in our downtime is make sure that we don't go down here. Okay? We keep our focus on the Lord and let him help us. And his word, the, the word says here, um, when you walk, they'll guide you. That teaching will guide you in the in-between time. The next part down, it says, when you sleep, they'll watch over you. There's a lot of people that don't agree with me with this, and, that, and that's okay, because I know me. 90-whatever percent of the time, I control my dreams. I do. I've prayed about this. I've spent some time with this. And I like being the superhero in my dream. All right? I do. I like being the winner. I like being the hero. I like being the victor. I like, you know, fill in the blank. I like to be that person. So in my dreams, when things are going bad, when they're going south, I really can say, let's change that. And sometimes in my dreams, when they're bad dreams, I can say, okay, let's wake up. 
and let's stop this dream. And sometimes I can say, let's go back to that dream and let's finish it. And you go, Marvin, you need to get better rest. (laughs) Maybe you say that. But I'm going to tell you, God has helped me to do that. Some of us in here, you may be afraid to go to sleep. Some of us in here, you, you have that recurring nightmare over and over again. Somebody's chasing you. Somebody's doing something to you or to your family. You're striving to get somewhere, but you're moving in slow motion. You can't get there. You know, there's that, that school thing that you can't get to locker open. Or, you know, you're, you're having to speak in front of a public, you know, situation, and you're not clothed the way that you want to be clothed or whatever. Uh, I'm going to tell you, God's word says something about his word being in our heart and in our mind. When you sleep, they will watch over you. God cares about your dreams. And God wants to speak to you in your dreams. And if we will be having God's word in our heart and in our minds, he will speak to you. He will help you. He will not only direct your awake time, he will direct your sleeping time. And it's great. It's awesome. And then there are some times that even in my dreams, and I'm going down a sinful path, I will choose to go down that sinful path in the same way that when I'm awake, I'll choose to go down a sinful path. But when I have God's word prominently placed in my heart and my mind, the Holy Spirit speaks to me. And the Holy Spirit nudges us. And he tells us things that we ought to do. Then we have opportunities. We have choices, right? We have choices whether to follow them or whether not to follow them. And then it says, and when you awake, they will speak to you. Early morning people. Who's an early morning person? How many of y'all hate early morning people? Ah, all right. More haters than there are in here, okay? Uh, Well, I'm not feeling the love. I am a morning person. I wake up. I'm ready to go. I mean, I love to wake up in the morning and get going. Uh, I wouldn't like, would like it if I had a sergeant waking me up, right, screaming at me. But I, I get up kind of happy. About 10.30 at night, I'm not very happy, okay? So, uh, but my happy time's in the morning. And, and the Word of God says here that when you awake, God's Spirit will speak to you. God's Spirit will direct you. God's Spirit will help you. And when that's happening, when we get tempted, then we've got the strength to overcome. And I'm going to, tell, I, I want to, I'm going to give you, you know, a free word of counsel right here. The devil's power is in secrets. It's in secrets. So with your struggles, if you will speak to a brother or a sister who loves you, who loves Jesus, and if you will speak the struggle to them, it is amazing the amount of uh, grip that that struggle will be released from you. Speak the word. The Bible says that we're to confess our sins one to another, right? And the Bible says that we're to pray for one another, right? And we're to help each other cover, you know, carry our, our burdens. I'm going to tell you, when we start acting as the body of Christ, we start having more power as the body of Christ. We start having more victory as individuals. And I'm going to tell you, that lust will still be a temptation, but it will not be a sin in our lives because we'll identify it and we'll, we'll turn our back from it. Now listen to this. Here's a picture that's drawn. Please 
don't just think of this in a sexual sense. Now, it's talking about a, a woman and all that, but think about some of those things that maybe are alluring to you. Um, for these commands are a lamp and a teaching and a, and a light, and the correction of discipline is the light of life, keeping you from the immoral woman, from the smooth tongue of the wayward wife. Do not lust in your heart after her beauty or let her captivate you with her eyes. Three of those things there, okay? Uh, the first thing is a smooth tongue. If someone is saying something to you and, and they're wooing you, they're drawing you into their clutches. If someone is talking to you in a way that you feel uncontrollably, uncontrollably drawn to them, wake up. You got to stop. You got to stop it right then. And you say, that feels good, but that the end thing is going to be wrong. So I'm going to stop the now so that I don't get to the then. My, my cousin, Tom, when he was younger, he went into a wood stove with both hands. Okay. So what does he have on his palms right now? Anybody? He's got scars. He's got scars on his palms. And I mean, he's, he's old like me. He's an old dude, man. He's in his 40s, right? Old guy. Uh, but he's got scars from something 35 years ago. He still has scars on his hands because he did something that mom said don't do. Don't get close to the wood stove. That dad said, don't play around the wood stove. God said to Adam and Eve, don't eat from the tree of the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil. And Satan said, did God really say? Right? Now, Eve and maybe Adam lingered in that conversation. And we don't know how many times Satan had that conversation with Adam and Eve. I think it was often. And finally... Eve gave in. Finally. And you know what? All the ladies today who have babies have what? Labor pain. All of them because Eve lingered under Satan's temptation. All of us who work by the sweat of our brow. All of us. Why? Because Eve and probably Adam lingered under Satan's temptation. And, and, and sin happened. All right? Jesus was tempted but he didn't sin. We're going to be tempted. But if we have God's word in our hearts and in our minds, it's going to help us to have victory over those things. Don't lust in your heart after her beauty. Acknowledge it. That's pretty. She's pretty. He's handsome. Acknowledge it. Don't lie. But move on. Absolutely move on. Okay? Uh, I, let me just tell you this story real quick. I'll tell you this story. Um, I used to work this job, and uh, there was a, a lady who was uh, working with us. Sharon, you've never heard this story before. Nothing's going to come out. I ain't confessing. All right? Uh, real pretty lady. We were working a, a job, and, and, and I thought, hey, she's an attractive lady. And we were supposed to work together on this one project. And uh, so she came back after lunch and she had eaten some horrible dead animal. I mean, I don't know what it was. Her breath was horrific. It was the worst smelling breath 
I had ever smelled in my life. Ever. Horrible. Horrible. Let me tell you what I did. As we were working on this, every time she spoke, I inhaled as big as I could. Telling you the truth. I, I mean, I just sucked it all in. And let me tell you something. If there was any attraction that I had for this young lady, it was gone. Because the Holy Spirit gave her horrible breath and allowed me to breathe it. And I'm going to tell you, because I prayed. You know, God, I don't want to give in to anything. I don't want, you know. So I acknowledge she's pretty, but oh my goodness, I don't want anything to do with that girl, right? Uh, and, you know, probably God did the same for her for me, right? Hi, hi. Oh, it was like, if you could have seen it, it was green smoke everywhere. Um, next one. Don't let her captivate you with her eyes. Whatever it is that lures you, don't let someone lure you in. Don't let it happen, okay? A wink, a nod, a look, okay? Don't let it happen. And, and, and don't be going after things. Don't, don't, don't use your eyes to go after things that God doesn't want for you. Okay? Use your eyes to, to pursue, to follow the things that God has in store for you. Uh, for the prostitute reduces you to a loaf of bread. What does she think of you? Nothing. Nothing. Only what pleases her. And the adulteress preys upon your very life. There are people that don't care about you, but will use you. But they will appear to be people who are nice and kind and loving and, and smooth talking and good looking and will woo you in. Don't go there. But if you have caught yourself in the clutches of somebody and you've already given into something and you've already participated in something listen you still have a pulse today you are still alive today guess what praise the lord you can change it and you can stop it today you can confess it to jesus you can maybe ask somebody else to pray for you and you can turn from that you don't have to be stuck in that thing because the devil wants you to think that you're never ever going to get over this temptation you're never going to get over this lust your hands are already scarred give up let me tell you something that's not true it's not true yeah you may be scarred but jesus is in the healing business and jesus wants to heal you he wants to heal me he wants us to be walking as the bride of christ in beautiful ways can a man scoop fire into his lap without his clothes being burned or a man walk on hot coals without his feet being scorched so is he who sleeps with another man's wife. No one who touches her will go unpunished. I just want to encourage you. Body of Christ, my brothers and sisters, I, I, man, I love you. I don't, I don't know you, but, but I love you. And, and I just want to say, don't voluntarily go destroy yourself. We're all going to be tempted. Get God's word in your heart. God's word in your mind. It's going to help you when you walk. It's going to help you when you sleep. It's going to help you when you wake up. It will give you words to say and things to stand on when temptation comes your way. It gives wonderful counsel about how not to be wooed into sin. Acknowledge the beauty and move on. You've been listening to a message from Coastal Community Church. For more information about Coastal 
or to explore what your next step of faith might look like, check us out online at coastalcommunitychurch.org. From Pastor Chris and the family at Coastal Community Church, thanks for listening.